You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's only talk radio show focused on exploring topics of interest to women in business with your host, Dr. Sean Andrews. Hi, everyone. I am Dr. Sean Andrews. Welcome to the Critical Mass radio show and podcast focusing on women in business. So I'm very happy to introduce a new guest today, Dr. Crystal Walker. Um, Dr. Walker is the Principal Consultant for Learning, Leadership, and Organizational Development at 3C's Training Group. She launched 3C's Training Group alongside her work as a university professor, something we both have in common, to design and develop soft skills and compliance training for small to medium-sized businesses. During this time, her passion for personal and professional transformation in others grew to new heights as her interest in creating content, courses, and learning programs. Dr. Walker earned an undergraduate degree in human services, a graduate degree in management and organizational leadership, and a doctor of management degree in organizational leadership. She's a certified professional in training management, and she's also certified in analyzing caliper assessment data, which allows her to provide expert coaching and strategy in building talent from selection through succession. So, Crystal, thank you, and welcome to the show today. Thank you so much, Dr. Andrews. It's absolutely a pleasure to be here, and I am excited about the things that you're doing in the community, specifically around women in business. So, thank you. Uh, Well, thank you for that. Uh, Yeah, everything, uh, it's funny where our our past take us and our journeys take us, but mine, uh, my particular journey has ended right here, and everything I do is centered on women in leadership and diversity and inclusion, and and I think I know you have a lot of similar interests. So. Yes, absolutely. I think, you know, nothing in my opinion happens, you know, by chance, and so I feel like those of us who are fortunate enough to land in this space are here to do purpose, mission-driven work, so excited that our paths were able to cross in this capacity. Absolutely. So, so Dr. Walker, tell us about your professional path to where you are today. Sure. So it's interesting. I actually just did an interview uh, podcast with uh, Training Industry. They did an interview or a podcast series on the business of learning and very similar question. Um, you know, how did you land in the learning and development space? And most professionals who are in this space usually don't intentionally start out this way, right? You may have an opportunity to do some teaching or facilitating a workshop or two or perhaps a training. It may start off as compliance training or something like that within an organization. And you sort of just land here as you uh, you know, bec- begin to become an expert or, or uh, a subject matter expert in the areas in which you teach. Um, for me, I started out actually as a receptionist for a finance company in Redondo Beach. And that was my first opportunity actually to work with the C-suite, my first first exposure to the C-suite. And so I actually worked in the office with the owner of the company, which gave me insight to a day in a life of senior leadership within an organization. Very stress, very, you know, high tense business, you know, strategy, you know, um, really focused on results every day, looking at sales numbers and things like that. Um, I did that for about two and a half years, um, moved into another administrative and executive assistant role for Enterprise Rent-A-Car. I worked in their car sales division and then worked for a law firm for about a year while I uh, completed my undergraduate studies. And then the school in which I graduated from, Springfield College 
offered me an opportunity to do a couple of workshops. And so I did some professional development workshops on job success and, you know, how to interview successfully and all of that good stuff. And after two or three workshops uh, with this adult learner population, I just I literally found my passion Hmm. and I was invited to come back and teach a couple of courses as part of their regular cohort of offerings. And so from there, I realized that this is exactly what I want to do. It gave me a little autonomy to be able to control my work day. And and I think for me, the passion was seeing students eyes light up and you can literally see that moment in a class when they kind of hit that epiphany Mm -hmm. where they learn some new information and it's literally transformational for them. That always excited me. My challenge was being young in this capacity, teaching adult students. So, of course, you know, the challenges that comes with that and, Mm -hmm. you know, the various biases around is this person qualified, you know, to really Mm -hmm. teach me what it is that I need to learn. And, you know, by the end of every semester, I did that roughly for about 10 years. And at the end of every semester, I didn't look at my students as just passing through, sitting through a class. I looked to develop lifelong relationships with my students. And some of them have very well called me back to to do training for their organizations. And I worked as a corporate trainer for a nonprofit organization for about a little bit over a year. My recent uh, position as director of organizational development with Guitar Center, their corporate office out in, in Westlake Village, gave me great opportunity to really focus in and hone in on learning uh, and development strategy, organizational development strategy. So it's been a fun journey. I, I can't say that this is the journey that I intentionally started out in, but I'm absolutely uh, affirmed that this is the place that I can retire in. Yeah, that's fantastic. You can hear the passion in your voice, too, when you describe that. Um, you know, and, and that's something that you and I both share is I did training and development or learning and development in corporations for, geez, 15 years, 10 to 15 years in the corporate setting. And no one ever starts out, for those of you in the, the training field, no one ever starts out and saying, I want to be a corporate trainer. Right, <laughs> you know? right, right. You're right. You, you kind of fall into that. Either mm-hmm. you were in sales or marketing or some other capacity and you find yourself in training and then... Lo and behold, you you find out that you truly are an educator. Right, right. Right. You love teaching. You're probably great at it. Mm-hmm. And you, like you said, you see those light bulbs go off. So, you know, kudos to you for, for finding the path that you're on right now. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I think this path, and, and I think you and I are on the brink of this, is the next phase of this is the organizational development piece. You're starting to see much more job opportunities in that space. So it's really sort of a blurred line where L&D meets OD, right? Because you can throw everything into organizational development Mm -hmm. from diversity to leadership development and all of those things. So it's exciting times for for those of us in this field. Yeah. And I'm I'm glad you said that. Yeah, OD is is definitely blossoming as a a burgeoning field. And uh, yeah, it is closely related to L&D. Absolutely. So now having said that I mentioned that you launched the Three C's Training Company recently. What yes. I didn't mention is how recent that was. So, <laughs> would you care to share about um, when you launched your business and to tell the listeners about your business and what you do now? Absolutely. So, Three C's Training Group was in its very infancy stages back in about 2006. And so, at this time, I was already in a classroom teaching at the university level, both graduate and undergraduate um, 
content and there was a need to an immediate need to really dive into some compliance training so i started out doing like harassment prevention training mm. and uh, things that would really allow organizations just to check the box hey we did this training we needed to have it done some team building training some customer service training and things like that yeah. um, as a result of internal or organizational mandates right mm -hmm. we have this problem we need you to come in and do some training well what i discovered in that Dr. Andrews is the opportunity to really tie business strategy to L&D strategy. And so from there, my passion really grew. So 3C's training group actually started out as a DBA, just something that I was doing alongside my work as a university professor. Huh. But as I started marrying my academic experience with my corporate experience and being able to bring that that um, alignment within a corporate setting to teach organizations how to best train their people to maximize and optimize business opportunities, I saw the opportunities very quickly. Mm -hmm. And so it, it was just literally when I say recently, 3Cs has sort of taken the back seat to my career. And now I'm in a position where I feel like if I'm really going to be serious about becoming the learning and development professional that I desire to be, and if I really want to push my vision in this space, it's either now or never. You know, mm -hmm. you're going to launch this business or you're going to just let it die completely. Mm. And I tried it. I tried to bury it for years. I, I figured, you know, well, let me just move up the corporate ladder and, you know, <laughs> let me go as far as I can there. And we don't even want to get it. It's a whole nother talk show when it comes to women in corporate settings and glass ceilings and all of that good stuff. But... What I did discover was that this was a passion that I just couldn't let die. Mm -hmm. And so I would find myself restless within organizations. I would find myself, again, always sort of hitting that peak where, all right, this is great. Learning and development is great, but, you know, we're, you, we're focused on the sale or, you know what, we need to focus on other areas of the business. And so from there, I created a... Um, or I really have developed a passion for creating opportunities for L&D strategy to meet business strategy mm. so that, you know, you may not see it or you, you may initially see it as something that it's a compliance issue. We have to do this training for compliance pieces. But ultimately, I, I believe we're already in that era where organizations are looking at their people at their most important as their most important asset. Mm -hmm. And so to that end, you have to be able to develop them appropriately. So the launch, the official launch of 3C's training group happened a little less than 60 days ago. I literally left my full time <laughs> six figure <laughs> career to do my own thing. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited and I'm afraid at the same time. Um, but it, but it is it's, I've been meeting some really dynamic people and it just feels really good to be able to put my expertise into practice at this level. So having said that, I just want to say congratulations to you because thank this you. is brand new. Yes. Six, thank you. Less than two months ago, she just launched her new business. Yes. Having been years in training and corporate uh, as a professor and now out on your own with the, the 3Cs yes. training group. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So kudos to you. I know that takes a lot of courage to do that. Thank you. But uh, and it's exciting at the same time. So yeah. Yeah. Well, so so along those lines, so so tell me about the types of clients who would be interested in in your business. So what types of services do you offer? Sure. And then what types of clients would be attracted to that? So as you can imagine, coming from an OD background where companies tend to throw everything in organizational development, if it has to do with people, it's an OD thing, <laughs> right? It was very hard for me to streamline what I really wanted to do. And so I realized where there was while there was so many different areas that I can focus on. I wanted to be in a position to solve a problem. And the problem that I, I see, and as I have conversations with my colleagues, one of the major issues is developing an internal pipeline. 
And it's about having that bench strength internally to be able to uh, maximize the business opportunities in today's marketplace. We live, according to even a a webinar that I I saw uh, that you facilitated a couple months ago, we live in an environment now and a climate where there's, uh, you know, at least five generations in the workplace right now. Right. Mm -hmm. So how do we accommodate all of those individuals and still maximize on business opportunities? So for me, it was looking at opportunities to address the pipeline issue. And so I have narrowed down, you know, not just focusing on DNI initiatives or employee engagement initiatives. I've narrowed down my focus and my services to offer leadership and talent development. exclusively. Mm -hmm. Um, And so the type of clients that um, usually reach out to me for services are, you know, private corporate organizations, government agencies, federal agencies who are, you know, looking for organizations, particularly uh, minority owned businesses, women owned businesses to Mm -hmm. submit RFPs for, you know, different leadership development training. And there's so much out there. There's so much in there. In fact, that's part of my struggle right now, trying to keep myself focused enough so that I could, only accept clients and only accept projects that are in alignment with my business strategy and my business model. Yeah. And so that's that's where I'm at right now. Leadership development, talent development, anything that's going to help increase an employer's pipeline of having qualified uh, candidates to take on these most critical roles. Yeah. It's funny you say that. Um, OD, like you said, is a huge umbrella, right? Mm-hmm. Anything people related falls under OD. But leadership development is kind of the same thing. Yeah. There's a you, any topic related to management slash leadership slash people That's often true. goes into the leadership development umbrella. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's often difficult finding, you know, where to focus. Yeah. I mean, it could be communication skills or culture or um, diversity or, right. like you said, um, prevention compliance, you know, right. compliance programs. But that's a great place to start because that's it's, it's certainly a... Um, a way for the future. Yes. Yeah. You know, focusing Ab- on talent. Absolutely. And you know, what I'm what I'm really embarking on now is this whole notion or this theoretical framework around horizontal development versus vertical development. And researchers actually found this content in uh, my ASTD handbook. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's so many jewels in that book, by the way, guys. I have. Uh, <laughs> yeah. For those of you in training, you probably know this is a huge, probably what, three inch yes. book. I have an old one sitting on my shelf as well. Please but, pull it out. It's still relevant. <laughs> it's still relevant. <laughs> but, but one of the authors there, um, as it relates to leadership development, talks about, you know, most organizations really focus on horizontal development. So they're willing to teach their leaders the skills, the competencies, the behaviors, but that's only going to take them so far. And so they beg the notion of you, in addition to that horizontal development, you also have to be willing to teach vertical development, which is allowing a person to grow from their limited experiences and their limited expertise. So they would hit a bump in their career, their field, or even their personal life. And it's something that they're really passionate about, but they're struggling because they can't get past wherever they are. You know, again, whether it's a leadership role or whether it's something that they're dealing with personally because of their limited capacity to think. And so it begs the notion that you need to be experiencing different perspectives and different opportunities with different people in order to truly problem solve. And so I thought that was very interesting and timely as it relates to leadership development right now. Yeah. And that's the horizontal piece you're talking that's about? That's the, uh, the vertical uh, piece. The vertical development piece. Yeah. Okay. Super interesting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, so having said that, I know, I know you're, you know, you're, you've just launched, so you're, you're excited. You've, you've gotten the target area down, mm-hmm. you're focusing on. So, 
this may be a, a bit premature to ask you this, but what are some of your aspirations and goals for the future of your business? Like, where do you see it going? Where would you like it to go? Uh, for me, I want to continue to streamline my processes. I'm literally building from the ground up. I have tons of research and tons of foundational work that I've done over the years, but really narrowing down a pool of faculty who are qualified to take on and help me conquer some of these contracts that I anticipate mm. having mm -hmm. um, and really work in not necessarily a hierarchical fa fashion, but more of a lateral fashion where we see each other as peers, you know, we mm -hmm. can go out and dominate the training and, and learning and development space. I think there's a great opportunity to really tap into measuring training impact. And so I'd love to be able to partner with subject matter experts who's really good at, you know, AI and data analytics and things like that. But I think for me right now, my biggest priority is to continue to lay the foundation for what's necessary to operate successfully, continue to, you know, not be conform to all of the social pressures and things to take on this and take on that and just stay focused on you know a particular market a particular product and service and see it through through full manifestation yeah that's my priority right now yeah and for um so something you just said that just sparked but uh you know try not to take on too much and yeah. that's often something i mean we're all you know, subject to that, but women in particular, since, yeah. since this radio show focuses on women in business, um, you know, we often do try and do it all. And when you're a new entrepreneur, such as you are, yeah. uh, or you're, you're newly launching your business, whatever it may be out there, you know, you're wearing all hats. Yeah, absolutely. You, know, you are doing it all. And so it's, it's you know, trying to stay focused, yeah. you know, and it sounds like you are very focused, actually. Stay focused, trying to find, the, and trying to find that balance so you don't take on too much. That That's absolutely it. It's also this, this um, for me personally, this fear of failure. So mm -hmm. as I mentioned, I just walked away from a six-figure job. Yeah. You know, my income is sliced, at least from yeah. for the initial stages as I built this business up. And so for me, it's not falling prey to the fear factor by taking on everything for passive income opportunities. You know, yeah. you've heard it before, all money isn't good money. So what can I really mm. focus on that's going to drive a larger return on investment as opposed to trying to divvy out my time in so many different directions to where I'm not productive in any area? Yeah, yeah, yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So share with our audience, um, Dr. Walker, where you go to obtain outside perspectives or to address challenges that, that either you're facing or your clients that are coming to you are, you know, facing in your industry. I mean, how do you, how do you do that? Sure. So um, one of actually two, well, four agencies, four, uh, four global agencies that I like to refer to, but the two most often that I reference is the training industry. Um, I am a huge advocate of all of the work that they've been doing over the years. Um, I'm actually going to speak at their conference next week. <laughs> oh, really? It, where's that at? Is it's that... going to be in Raleigh, North Carolina. North Carolina. Hey. Yeah. And so super excited about that. This will be my second year returning as a presentation workshop speaker. So excited about that. Um, but they have tons of information. In fact, I just completed in November their, their mm. certified professional and training management mm. program that literally teaches you the business of training. So they have some very, very good proprietary models that they reference. They have yeah. what's called a training um, process framework where it literally spells out everything that you need in order to run an effective training business. Um, they also have what's known as a, a portfolio rationalization that tells you how to prioritize training and how to purge content when necessary. Hmm. So that's a huge source. Obviously, hmm. I'm, I'm a big advocate of ATD. So anything yeah. that they host, especially as they get big ticket speakers <clears throat> like 
President Obama and <laughs> Oprah Winfrey and all of these individuals. Um, but those are my two primary. I'm, I'm a member of SHRM, obviously. Yep. I follow yep. anything related to e-learning network and e-learning brothers. Um, but again, trying not to be pulled in so many directions because obviously there's a lot of information. If I can yeah. focus on just, you know, one or two areas, then I'd be good in that space. But the training industry and ATD are, are my two primary sources for content and expertise or when I need to address a challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that Tristeel handbook that's on your shelf as well. Yes. Right? <laughs> the ATD handbook. Absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, so what advice uh, would you give women in business today? Oh, gosh, there's so many different things that I'm just learning over. I will will say this, and and I think this is a very timely lesson for me, is, again, try not to take on anything. A friend of mine um, referred a book to me. It's called The Essentialist. And Mm -hmm. it's by Greg McGowan, and he talks about how to say no with compassion and courage. Mm -hmm. And how not to say yes to everything, because you'll find yourself so overwhelmed, you'll find yourself so burned out to where you don't have it. it, The way he phrases it, I believe, is you're so busy taking on the the trivial many that you don't have time for the vital few. And so it's really good because he gives you literally the strategy and the blueprint to be able to say yes to projects that's going to create the highest return on for your personal investment. And so two questions that he um, proposes that you ask anytime someone asks you to take on something is one, do I have the time and the resources to do this? Mm-hmm. Right? If you can't answer yes to that, you, you definitely shouldn't take it on. Um, and then two, is this the very most important thing that I should be doing with my time and resources? And if you can't answer yes to both of those questions, then you shouldn't take it on. And I'll tell you, I just started reading this book over the last three weeks and I've had some drastic changes just over in a week because it allows me to refocus. So I I literally get this now. We're talking about entrepreneurship and Mm -hmm. challenges and things like that. I had to decline two contracts. Because they weren't in alignment. They weren't. It wasn't the best thing that I should be doing with my time and resources. It wasn't the most important thing. It was important to them, but that was not, there were not in areas where I can actually say this is where my subject matter expertise Mm -hmm. would benefit you. It just wasn't that type of situation. So I had to have the courage and the compassion to be able to say no uh, with integrity. And, And thank goodness that those people still recognize me and respect me as being a woman of integrity and being able to decline with with poise, if you will, (laughs) (laughs) or diplomatically, if you will. But yeah, it's, it's, I would say, focus on what's going to create the greatest value for you. You know, try not to take on anything. You know, we want to be mothers and we want to walk around with the big S on our chest, but Mm -hmm. certainly there are certain things that we have to preserve our, our, our time and our energy for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like how you said decline with diplomacy. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So, well, fantastic. So, so Crystal, how does someone get in touch with you if they want to learn more about you or more about your business? Sure. So um, the name of the business, as Dr. Andrews mentioned is, 3C's training group. It's www3 the number 3 c t group.com or you can uh, visit www.crystal-walker.com and that's crystal with a k and an i. Uh, both of those URLs will lead you to the same place and you'll be able to find out a little bit more about my background, some of the initiatives and projects that I'm working on and some past projects as well. 
Fantastic. Well, thank you so much. And if you want to reach me, uh, my website is drshawnandrews.com, or you can connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter. And as many of you know, my mission is to educate, inspire, and empower women in business. So until next time, thanks for listening. And thank you, Dr. Crystal Walker. Thank you so much again, Dr. Andrews, for the opportunity. I really appreciate it. (laughs) You've been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show. Orange County's only talk radio show focused on exploring topics of interest to women in business with your host, Dr. Sean Andrews.